Hey y'all, welcome to Tom Talks. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about Let your ex know their crap. How AI is going to change real estate. Hair of the dog, what about liquid of the frog? The safest neighborhoods in Dallas. Is it a bird, is it a plane, or is it just drugs? Hey y'all, welcome to the show. My name is Tom Jung. I'm your host. And I'm Jack Lisenby, co-host. And we're your local real estate agent. So if you are looking to buy or sell, we'd love to work with you. You can find us at TomsTexasRealty.com, on Facebook and Instagram at TomsTexasRealty, and TikTok at Tom.Things. We are, oh, you know what? We are also looking for somebody to manage our social media. Uh, basically clip these videos down. I don't know if anybody's really noticed, but there hasn't been a whole lot put out on our social media over the last few weeks. We have unfortunately lost our marketing guy. Uh, he has moved on to bigger and better things, so we are uh, we are in search for somebody to plug that hole. So, anyways, um, yeah, if you're interested, reach out. Cool. So, what are we kicking it off with today? So, this one is a bit of a two part topic because I ran across an article that I thought was very interesting. So, we we um, yesterday was Valentine's Day, yes. uh, so it'll be a little bit past. But there was a fundraising event going on at the North Tex or the Humane Society of North Texas. So they one of the things they deal with is uh, sheltered animals, okay. and they had a promotion going for Valentine's Day where if you donated ten dollars, they would take your ex's name and write it in a litter box for a cat to use as a cat does. And I thought that was great. Uh, you could like take a video of it and send it to him or whatever if you wanted. Uh, awesome, awesome idea for those people who just have a hard on against Valentine's Day. But if you wanted, but like on a more serious note, for as far as donations go and stuff like that, uh, I ran across a project that a lady is putting together for people who may want to put their money towards something a little bit less frivolous. Okay, all right. Um, so out in uh, Palmer, Texas, which is a a little bit south of Dallas, there's a lot that a lady has purchased where she is building uh, sort of like miniature houses. I know this is like a really big thing right now. The tiny homes? Yeah, the tiny yeah. homes. But these are like tiny, tiny homes. Okay. Uh, they serve a bit more of a purpose than just the aesthetic of having a small home. These little 8 by 8 heated cubes are actually part of what is called uh, Serenity, which is the Serenity Veterans Village. It's sort of like a, it, it's sort of like a homeless relocation program okay for people who are struggling with homelessness and stuff like that this lady she has a couple other locations but this is her big project right now she's building these small miniature homes they have heating and ac community spaces bathrooms and stuff like that and they only cost about 1800 a unit to put together hmm. um they just completed their third one on the 9th of february of this year and they're hoping to squeeze about 18 on this lot by the time everything's done and um there's already a wait list so they they are hurting for funding and stuff like that so if you want to do your your new year's resolution or your your good deed of the day they could definitely use it so so how does it work so like the they would take homeless folks in they mm -hmm. put them up basically is yeah. it rehabilitation like so it's it's supposed to be like a not a permanent situation yeah. uh it's meant for people who may be struggling with homelessness or about to be homeless and stuff like that it's uh so you're in an eight foot by eight foot room which is 
small. You, sure. Like if a standard size room, a secondary bedroom in a house is usually about 10 by 10. Yeah. So you take that, put a couple bunk beds in there, and it's really just to keep you out of the rain and a place to sleep for the night. I don't think anyone wants to live there long term. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm sure they probably got programs and things like that to help help. Folks yeah, get back yeah. So team. I'm. I, I don't know too much about her. The lady's name is Lauren Andrade. She uh, has been doing. She she started this project in 2017, and uh, it's been slow going from what I understand. But she has an RV park, uh, another small home somewhere. They're all around the Dallas area. Uh, and I'm sure she works closely with some of these rehabilitation uh, programs, but yeah. I didn't see anything in the article specifically. Very cool. Well, if somebody wanted to find out more, what do they need to look up? Uh, you would have to search Serenity Veterans Village uh, or Lauren Andrade, and it would be on Google. I don't know if they actually have like a website or anything yet. Okay. It, it, it seems like it's more of a passion project of hers. I like it. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I have no transition here, so we're just going to jump into the next subject, which is AI and real estate. Uh, if you've been listening to anything recently, I feel like AI has been mm-hmm. has has been coming up quite a bit, and I think it's because uh, shoot, I should have checked. I think Chat GPT. Um, if you're not familiar with it, it's like there. So if you search for OpenAI, you'll find the website. But basically, ChatGPT is what they call this engine that basically you can ask it anything, and it puts together a pretty, uh, pretty mind-blowing stuff. Yeah, it's not a hundred percent accurate by any means. Uh, we've done some different things and noticed that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know you might want to fact check whatever it writes. But you know, we've had it write blogs for us, uh, property descriptions, things mm-hmm. like that. And it does a very good job of writing them. Yeah, I, th- I think it does phenomenally in an entertainment aspect. So if you're doing right. like a creative piece, I had a, uh, I was testing with it initially whenever I started messing around. I had asked it to write a sad story about a guy named Bob who dropped his beer. And <laughs> so it started off, it's like Bob's a simple man. He has a rough life. And the only thing he looks forward to at the end of the day is drinking his cold beer or whatever. And then he's like, he's down to his last one. It accidentally slips and the and shatters on the ground and then it's like that ruined his day and then two men came up in suits and came out of his car and he realized that wasn't the worst thing that was going to happen today because he's losing his house and i was like wow this Whoa. got dark really quickly <laughs> like that m night Shyamalan plot twist Jeez, um, but lots of potential with stuff like that yeah wow so there's yeah and there's this is like this i guess it's become such big news because it's gotten to a point where it's good enough that it's kind of like wow mm-hmm. you know so um, so yeah, there's a lot of things that you can do with AI already. So just the the tech stuff. Um, there's folks that are uh, David. Uh, God, I told you about this the other day. Oh, David Guetta. Yeah. So he basically had, I think he had ChatGPT write a verse to a song, and then he took it and he gave it to another AI website, which basically did did it in the style of Eminem, and then he put a beat over the top. So you know, there's a video out there. It's pretty sick if, if you guys want to look it up, but. Uh, anyways, there's a lot that's going on. And basically, AI is taking all this information that's available all over the web, and it's learning how to analyze it uh, based off of basically our inputs. Mm-hmm. So there's different ways in which it works. But basically, it's learning. It's getting smarter. And it's going to change the way a lot of things work. One of the most interesting things is probably search engines. Mm. So this is, this is something. Um, so with... And this includes real estate as well. So currently, and, and this was, uh, 
again, I'm a fan of the All In podcast, and this was uh, something they talked about there, which I would have never known. But basically, they broke down the cost of Google running a search, like what it actually cost them, servers, all that other kind of stuff, and then the cost of doing a chat GPT. Mm -hmm. uh, and basically, the cost is like six times as much to do the AI version. And so it's more expensive right now. Mm -hmm. And so when you're talking about added revenue and things like that, it's not it's not in a place yet to where it can take over, but at some point it may become good enough that it replaces search engines. So you gotta think of how that would change the landscape. And is it something that Google could still dominate the market in? Because that's one of their biggest, you know, mm -hmm. revenue streams. So that's one thing to, to think about. And then it also really got me thinking about search just in general because, you know, like if we were searching for the same thing, we're probably typing in something different, maybe similar. Right, the ver verbiage is different, our, our search history is different. Yeah, and you, all, you would almost need the AI to learn how you talk and type. And then at that point, you might be able to replace search. But I think just the search alone, because if you think about like you're searching to buy a microphone. Mm -hmm. There are some things that may be more important to you than there are to me. And so, you know, and I, AI can't just pick out one and send it. Right. You know, there's still, there's still going to be a need for a search, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's because, I mean, it would work a little bit differently because machine learning is looking for certain cues, keywords and yeah. uh, uh, patterns. Whereas, I mean, there's, there's, there is machine learning in Google searches, obviously, but uh, most of it's based off of volume and location. Right. So. so one of the things I was starting to think about this in terms of searching for real estate, so one of the things that AI can do is basically break down a video or a photo and analyze and figure out you know depth and things like that. And mm -hmm. so you could get a lot more detailed and probably just tell it, hey, I'm looking for this. I want to open concept. And where we don't have you know, all of our all of our search capabilities that we have as agents rely on input. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you this, agents are not accurate when they input things at all, not even <laughs> close. And so it's not gonna take very long before AI gets better at that kind of thing. And then the search is completely different, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you could tell it, hey, I wanna be within 20 minutes drive time to my work and it can analyze all the different roadways, right? Whereas we're drawing like a, a radius, right? right? Hoping that we're close. So it's just, I think it's gonna change the way search works, uh, especially with real estate. Another thing is market analysis. So mm. this is something that we talk about all the time. It's like, where's the market going? Because we're in such a weird time right now and we've had this huge growth and appreciation and then you also had all the money dumped in. Well, we only, our data that we're working with is not that great, right? We're, yeah, it, like you said, it completely relies on user input. There's a lot of errors. It, historically, there's huge gaps. Yeah. A lot of it wasn't even digitized until, what, mid-2000s? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And, like, the income data that we've got is from the census, which is a couple years old. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you think about this, it you know, an AI could analyze data in real time, and it could look at, you know, it could look at spending habits and things like that. Are people spending less? Are they searching mm -hmm. for homes less? Like it's gonna, it's gonna be able to aggregate and decipher so much more information so much quicker. Mm -hmm. So I think the the whole market analysis could, you know, that could be a huge thing. 
I think I think something that's really interesting about that is we've been using technology like that for things like the stock market all the time, like in, in these massive purchases, obviously, where mm -hmm. they have a lot more money to be able to spend on it. Uh, AI has been in the in use for over a decade, but the advent of consumer AI is ridiculous because you'd be able to put that together and know exactly how much of that house is going to be worth at what time you'd be able to make smarter investments you'd be able to make smarter offers things like that and this is at like an individual level right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly and you know it may at some point it may come you know there may come a day where like you do a scan of your house and it's able to see everything on the inside and it breaks everything down and yeah, it's just it like this is the price depreciates it for taxes even yeah like. <laughs> so that i feel like that's a little ways away but, yeah maybe <laughs> uh, the other thing and this is already happening is is finding off-market property so we have um there are companies that aggregate data on you and everybody else right so we can actually, and they're getting better and better at it. So like, for example, let's say that you own a property and you're behind on your credit card payments. Then all of a sudden they think, well, and they look and see what your mortgage is. And there's like, okay, well, there's equity in this house. There's a chance that they might be open to selling. Mm. And then let's say that you're late for three months or six months. They're like, pretty good chance that they're moving, right? Right. And so, you know, there's already algorithms in place that are giving a score on the likelihood of somebody selling a house. And so... Um, that's only going to get better as these things continue learning and it gets access to more data. So that's going to be something as well. Um, who knows how much longer we have in this business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll just be talking to your cell phone all day. Yeah. Trying to get it to sell you a house instead. Yeah. Yep. But um, anyways, those are just a couple of the ways that I think AI is, is going to affect real estate. I'm sure there's more, but uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's coming and it's coming. It's probably going to come faster than we think it is. Yeah, that's what she said. Hey, oh. <laughs> uh, well, if this, if all this talk of AI's got your head spinning like, uh, like you just got back from a night of drinking, um, we have, uh, we have a little center down by TCU that may be able to help you out. There's, okay. um, so I mean, every everyone's woken up. Well, not everyone, but. The vast majority of people, especially that went to TCU probably, have woken up with a hangover once or twice and just thought, never again, mm -hmm. only to do it the next Friday and <laughs> hate yourself even more. Right. Um, but there's actually there's a wellness clinic actually down there to help out those fine folks. Uh, and it's uh, ran by a former ER nurse and TCU alumni. Um, so this this place it's called Liquid Frog. Okay. Is a uh, they they do everything from like. Botox, STD testing and treatment, uh, strep and COVID testing. Uh, they like, you know, just general things that you don't want to go to like the emergency room or yeah. a doctor's office for these guys can hook it up, but they have, uh, one other thing that they offer and that is a, uh, hangover cure. Okay. So, so like whenever you're hungover, usually what ends up happening is you have like a buildup of, uh, acetaldehyde or in inflammation or dehydration from all the drinking and stuff that you've been doing. Mm -hmm. And your body is craving, uh, usually fluids and electrolytes, but it's really hard to get it down, especially if you've woken up with a hangover and you try and kill water or whatever you almost immediately just throw it up because your stomach's like nope don't want that really i, I would have no idea how that right works. Yeah, yeah exactly never <laughs> <laughs> but um actually one of the fastest ways to do it is intravenously so 
they have an through IV. the veins. That's yeah, what yeah, that yeah, means. yeah, yeah. So like, if you've ever gotten an <laughs> IV, that's what they're going to end up doing. So if you're a little squeamish with needles, it may not be the thing for you. But if you just need to get up and at them, like you mm-hmm. need like that boost to get to class or work on time or whatever, these guys can help you out, and they do so in style. All right, I'm okay. talking. They have a room set up with like recliner massage chairs. I was just thinking, yeah, that. I was exactly. like, that's what I would you, want. You just sit yes. down. They've got blankets, a TV. They've got like these these uh, blackout curtains and everything, so you can be you don't have to be in like blinding light because i know i get light sensitivity whenever i'm hungover yeah um and it's it's great and i just want to go just i know just to to chill yeah (laughs) um but like i've used stuff like this before so it's really popular in um a lot of athletics and stuff like that Mm -hmm. where you like you can drink water but you don't want to log water log yourself and it takes so much longer for it to get in your system whereas it something like this 20 30 minutes you're ready to go so they pop some some electrolytes and water in there just and you're good. Have you like, ever done this before? Yeah. yeah. Well, not this one specifically. Not, but yeah. I've, okay, so I've, I've done it for my sports. And then the more notable ones, I used to be really good friends with my docs back at, back in the military. And whenever I was hung over, I'd go bang on Doc's door and be like, hey, can you hook it up with an IV? <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, all right, sit down. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, these these guys, they actually have a really competitive price too because um, I've seen some of these places that are charging like $400 plus, which is oh, insane. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it's I'm like, it, it just takes a, I don't even think it takes a phlebotomist. I think it just takes like a steady hand more than anything. And yeah. you just you know pop it in and go but they're only charging like about 150 160 dollars okay. uh which is a lot better and honestly whenever you're that hungover you'll pay anything to get, <laughs> get those yeah I, I tried it one time i was in vegas and it was just like mm-hmm. i woke up the next morning and it was just i was like no i have <laughs> i have to try something so yeah and it, it was it was amazing um very cool well uh yeah if you're um if you're not wanting to be around a, a bunch of drunken idiots doing stupid things, then this next segment may be for you. <laughs> we're talking about the safest, maybe the safest neighborhoods in Dallas. Um, yeah. So last week we talked about the safest neighborhoods in Fort Worth, and uh, had had some good feedback on that. So figured we talked about Dallas. Uh, and I've seen some articles out there that were interesting because they all have they all have different areas. Mm-hmm. And so, anyways. I went to crime, shoot, crime data, dot, crime orgs. Anyways, I went to one of those websites that has like a crime map of everything. Oh, okay, gotcha. And it has a breakdown of like uh, overall crime and then property crime and then like uh, aggravated or what's the aggregate? No, it's like oh, really uh, bad violent crimes. crime. Violent crimes. Yeah. yeah, they had another name for it, but yeah, violent crimes. Um, anyways, so here's what I found. So Dallas proper, Lakewood is one of the safest places it's on the west side of white rock lake okay uh those homes are going to be in the million dollar range yeah that makes sense yeah it does make sense and then the other area which i thought this was really interesting is uh is not a neighborhood there's not like one neighborhood it was like so many tiny neighborhoods that i couldn't find enough homes to be like oh it's this one but it's just west of preston uh prestonwood okay uh, or I'm sorry, Preston Hollow. Yeah, yeah, I knew what you meant. Um, and it's like it's like if you're between. So this is north of downtown Dallas, and it's inside of the Loop. But if you're in between Midway and Inwood, these two streets they run north and south. But basically anything between those, very safe. Hmm. And the price ranges in there from about eight hundred thousand up to ten million. So there's there's a lot of variety up in that area. Uh, but if your budget's not as big, 
This one I was surprised at because I had never heard of it, but there's a neighborhood called Moss Farms. And these are a little bit older homes. I think a lot of them were built in the 70s, maybe 80s. And the prices start in there about 450000 So, you know, pretty decent. Uh, and this is east of Royal Oaks Country Club and the Harry Moss Park. So this is going to be also on the north side of Dallas. But um, again, kind of like Fort Worth, it's the same thing. The more dense folks get, the more crime there is. Yeah. The more um, industrial or business areas, you're going to have more crime. What was very interesting is basically nothing below 30 and above 20 so that whole area of dallas yeah. so he uh, <laughs> said safest neighborhoods in dallas i'm like well i guess oak cliff is off the <laughs> off the table <laughs> yeah so basically this is crazy but so these maps go from green like mm -hmm. a dark green which is really safe all the way up to uh, a dark red which is like you know don't walk there at night and all, there was nothing in South Dallas that was green. Jeez. Yeah, so I don't know what you guys are doing over there, but <laughs> you <need to> stop. <laughs> um, now, as far as, like, suburbs go, there's, I mean, a lot of the suburbs are very good. Highland Village, very safe. McKinney, McKinney outranked Frisco. I think only because Frisco has a lot of different businesses there. Yeah, I think because we were talking about it, I ran across an article on Smart Assets that said it was like one of the safest in America. Yeah. But also they have a lot of development, so maybe they're a little biased on what's going on in that yeah. area. Not only that, but all the construction going on. Mm. Like there's probably a lot of theft going on from construction sites. True. So that's probably boosting that's those spare coppers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Prosper, very safe. Uh, the, and then this was interesting. I was looking uh, looking east, Rockwall and Heath, very safe, except for like this one. There's like one neighborhood in there. It's like it was not. It was like everything's like it, super green. I was on like, was map. it on the the west side of the lake? Yes, like right by the bridge. Uh, no, no, no. It was oh, actually okay. like in the right, like smack dab in the middle. Oh, okay. Yeah, hmm. I don't, I don't know what they have going on over there, but it's not, it's not good. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I really. Really, kind of what I learned looking at this is most, you know, most. Well, if you live in a million dollar up, you know, type of neighborhood, you're good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, got too much to lose. Yeah, and if not, uh, really, if if you're not like super close to any kind of commercial businesses, for the most part, if you're north of thirty, you're you're in good shape. Uh, so that's uh, there's not. It just didn't seem like there was a lot of crime that was seeping into the neighborhoods overall, but. That's good, and I'm sure most of it has to do with, like, petty drugs or petty larceny or something like that. A lot of, um, yeah, a lot of car-related stuff. Really? Yes. Are they still in catalytic, catalytic converters or something? I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. There, well, there's, like, a lot of theft. So, like, oh. where people will go around, they'll check door handles probably oh, yeah, and just yeah. take stuff out of the car. Yeah, my dad's lost some stuff that way before. Yeah, yep, so have I. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Well, I mean, you know, you said there's a lot of construction going on in the area, and um, it's it's it may not necessarily be what's causing the crime, but in this case, it definitely helped with the crime. Where okay. there was a uh, man actually on Monday. So, okay, let me back this up a little bit. So, Mr. Crane Operator walks into work on Monday. Okay, climbs his way all the way up to the top of the crane, and then when he gets up there around 7 a.m., he looks out on the crane and he's like, "The heck is that?" There's a man sitting out on the boom of the crane. And so he walks out to him. He's like, hey, man, 
what are you doing? <laughs> and the guy's like, I'm just sitting here. And he's like, well, you got to get down. Like, you can't be up here. And the guy said, nope. <laughs> and so that was the start of a 26-hour period uh, where they have been. So what happened? Where is this at? So this was over in Dallas. They, uh, they, they, I forget the name of the streets, but they ended up closing off three blocks. There's a, a building that's under construction over there, and it ha- they have a few different cranes up and whatnot. But this guy got up there and saw the guy on the crane. Yeah. First thing he did, tried to get him down. Guy said, not happening. So next other, thing. Other did, question. Okay. Do they climb up a ladder, like all the way to the top of the crane? I mean, I haven't seen any with elevators yet, so... Holy would, you know, I never thought about it. I'm, I'm scared of heights. That would be terrifying. I couldn't do it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure they have safety uh, They probably have like a measures. clip or yeah, something. Yeah, like a belay or something. Yeah. Um, but Okay. All so right. what, what happened was the guy, he obviously calls the cops. Like, what, what else are you going to do? So he calls the cops, and the cops get up there, talk to the guy. The guy's like, I'm not moving. They're like, well, we can't get him down because, like, we're not going to carry a struggling guy down this thing. Yeah, we don't want to fall um, off. Yeah, I get so it. They get a hold of they get a hold of SWAT. They get a hold of the fire department, and basically they all just spend time talking to this guy, like, "Hey, you gonna come down?" And the answer is no, because um, you know it's it, like I said, this week has been good. It's been like seventy degrees, nothing crazy, yeah. a little, little wind, no, yeah. Well, nothing crazy. shoot, yeah. yesterday would have flown off of that thing. We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, like over over throughout the day, they're they're like trying to negotiate him, get, trying to get him. So is down. he strapped in at all, or is he no. just like and chilling? Ma- he's just chilling on the boom, and and as a matter of fact, he walked out onto the crane portion itself and started climbing the trussle and the um, the guy wires and everything. How so, wide How wide is a crane? Because they, they only look like they're like a know. couple feet wide. Well, I mean, these guys looked like they were walking pretty casually. They, like there's a little walkway up until you get to the crane arm itself and they yeah. were like walking past each other because they had like several police officers and up, okay. stuff up there. So, I mean, it didn't look cramped, but it didn't look like comfortable. Okay. Uh, but... He, so they, they like it was going on so long the guy started asking like hey I'm hungry can you get me food and like cigarettes and water and all this other stuff so they brought him like supplies throughout the day while they're what? trying to talk to this guy I'm like you're just you're just like housing the guy at this point yeah but um so they ended up closing off like three city blocks to to like below the crane area so that way in case he jumped well I don't know like yeah I guess in case some somebody fell or they needed to get emergency equipment but they had all sorts of like the the police vehicles and the fire trucks and everything there um. So he, he makes it through the day and all the way into the night. And so they they leave people there to monitor him, but, like, I don't think they stayed up on the crane. But they come up the next day, and his resolve's a little shaken because it was it got cold, it got rainy, it got mm. windy. He's still holding on, but he's kind of like, you know, I'm thinking about coming down now. <laughs> I bet. So by 9.30 a.m. on Tuesday, they, um, they ended up getting him to agree to come down. And... Um, he was in rough shape from having spent the night, so they weren't going to send him out of the ladder. What they ended up doing was getting the uh, fire department to put him into a harness and lowering him down. With the crane? Which, well, yeah. So that, <laughs> that had to have been horrifying yeah. to, like, do that. Uh, because, like, when you're on the crane, like, when you have your feet on something, that's something else. But when you're just dangling there with how windy it was and yeah. everything, I don't know if I would have done that. Wait, this was yesterday? or this, this, Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. Today, Shoot. Wednesday. Yeah. It was like yeah, it was like thirty mile per hour winds going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. that's that's probably why he's like get me down. <laughs> wow. But um so they took him to the hospital to, you know, make sure he's still good. They uh they haven't decided what kind of charges they're gonna hit him with, but mm. he's he's catching something. So so do, did they figure out why he was there in the first place? Like is he crazy? Did he so not saw, like the company? I saw the video. He didn't I'm not going to say he looked crazy, but he was definitely not looking very sane either. Okay. Uh, it might have been drugs. It might have just been like, hey, I got nothing better to do with my Monday. Yeah. 
What? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. So from what I understand, like he didn't intend to kill himself. He just wanted to climb a crane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be funny if it comes to find out like this was just like a stupid bet between a couple guys or oh, something. Oh man, that'd be great. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, Super Bowl Sunday, my team lost, so <laughs> had to climb the crane. Fantasy you know. football punishment. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Huh. Well, how about that? <laughs> well, cool stuff. Um, yeah, as always, if you're looking to buy or sell, give us a shout. But that's all we got for this week. So we will catch you on the next one. <laughs>